At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSEN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're going to be hitting a little bit of everything here in our number three. As coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by a great duo, Scott Reichel. He does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Brad Thomas, he does a great job over there at NBC Sports Bet. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at college football week one. We're going to be taking a look at pretty much, I'm going to call it the underserved sports. We're going to be taking a look at a little bit of tennis because Serena Williams right now capturing the imaginations and just the shall we say, shall we say emotions of so many people with the fact that she gets the job done in New York on Wednesday. So we're going to talk about that. Is there any value on Serena Williams or perhaps is there a little bit of value on everyone else on the field since Serena Williams is getting all this attention? We're going to be diving into that. We've got a little bit of time. We're going to be diving into some EPL as well. Here in the first segment, we did wind up seeing a few NFL moves on Wednesday that I do think are worth taking note of. And then in the final segment, going to wrap it up with some baseball on this Thursday. So I think we got a little bit of everything covered. And let's wind up first talking a little bit about what we did wind up seeing in the NFL over the last few hours. As we did wind up seeing a few trades, as we did wind up seeing Jalen Rager. He winds up going from the Philadelphia Eagles, and he is going to be heading over to the Minnesota Vikings for what I thought was a pretty reasonable package. And I do think that it is so ironic because... You take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They wind up taking him with the number 21 pick overall in the draft. And a lot of people take a look at it and they think that they just should have probably drafted Justin Jefferson because they wound up going one pick away from each other. And the Eagles, they've been able to do a good job ever since then of being able to acquire a lot of talent. We've had a lot of smart people come on this network. I know that Raheem Palmer, he wound up joining me in studio. He does a great job with the ringer. He is very much in on this Philadelphia Eagles team. I was talking to Frank Schwab on this program yesterday. He picked the Eagles to be able to win the Super Bowl. So fortunately for them, that little bit of a miscue did not wind up costing them too much. But I take a look at this Minnesota Vikings team, and I think that this was a big move because I do now take a look at this Vikings team, and obviously you're not going to wind up seeing Jalen Rager by any stretch of the imagination be someone that is going to be getting like 100 catches or anything like that. But I do think that he can add a little bit of something, especially with someone like Jalen Naylor. He's now dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. I know that he was someone that they wanted picking up from Michigan State. So this winds up giving them a little bit of insurance there. And I mean, Rager did not wind up performing well in Philadelphia, but he still had a bunch of talent at TCU. Being able to take a flyer on him 
for what was a very, very small price of pay, in my opinion. I think that they wound up giving up something like a fourth-round draft pick, wound up being the being exactly what they were giving up. I think that might be a fifth-round draft pick as well. I mean, giving up that small of a package to be able to pick up someone like Jalen Rager, that is something that I'm relatively bullish on. Then I also take a look at Sony Michelle and the fact that he winds up going to the Los Angeles Chargers, so he's saying right there in the city of Los Angeles, and I think that this one is fascinating as well because I, I like what he did with the LA Rams last season. I know that there was my producer Jason Kahn in the background, and he does absolutely terrific work, and I really do work with all the best because you got Jason, my producer, all the guests that you wind up seeing on this show. He winds up booking all of them, does absolutely amazing work, having me prep for everything. One of the best in the business. It says a Greg Peterson experience, but I mean what I say. We've got the best crew behind the scenes out there. Taylor, he always gets me set up on audio. You've got Nick Wells, all the graphics that you're seeing, like the charger schedule that's right now on the screen. List goes on and on. He does so much with that. I mean, all the credit to those guys. They are absolutely incredible. I'm just here merely trying to not screw up. They're absolutely tremendous work. So I am very fortunate to be working with them. But I do take a look at what Sony Michelle was able to do last season. And I mean, he wound up being able to be a relatively solid back. Not necessarily a guy that's going to catch a lot of balls out there in the backfield, but I mean, he could be a guy that when you wind up having shorter situations, he could be someone that you wind up utilizing. And as we know, in this day and age of the NFL, you can never have enough running backs. And I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how the carries do wind up shaking up because obviously when you've got someone that is so versatile and is able to do so much, like an Austin Eckler, that winds up being able to help you out. But I do take a look at Isaiah Spiller, and I thought that he was actually a very good value as well coming out fourth round out of Texas A&M. He was one of the top running backs in all of college football the last few seasons. So I do take a look at the way that things are going to be shaking up for the Chargers. And if you're drafting in terms of fantasy, I would probably dock Austin Eckler a little bit. But I do think that some of those guys waiting in the background, Michelle, Spiller, Joshua Kelly, guys like this. I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how this winds up all shaking out because just got so many options with this Chargers team. And for the Chargers, just taking a look at them for the overall season, I think in terms of just talent and talent alone, this is a top five team. I mean, you just take a look at this roster. You've got Justin Herbert, who I actually wound up going to his first ever start while he was at Oregon at Odson Stadium. I mean, it was a very, very grim day in which the Oregon defense led up 70 to Washington in the Apple Cup. And that was not necessarily too tremendous there. But, I mean, with that said, with Justin Herbert, showed some great flashes, was able to come along. He's been able to do amazing work for this team. He's surrounded by so many weapons like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and company. And then you take a look at what you've got on the defense out with Khalil Mack in the fold, teaming up with Joey Bosa. And, I mean, the talent, in my opinion, is in the top five. But I always think this is so critical when taking a look at any sport. I'm someone that I do a lot of college basketball, and it really rings true in that sport the coaching, and right now the biggest knock I have on the Chargers is I can't trust in their coach and Mr. Saley not going for it on a fourth and five inside of his own 20-yard line where it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And legitimately, if he didn't wind up having such a risky coach, the Chargers probably wind up making the playoffs last season. And I know that we always have the saying of kicking is for losers and everything like that, and there certainly is a lot to that. You don't want to be having like fourth and inches and instead electing to go for like a 52-yard field goal, I think that we need to be a little bit more aggressive than that in this day and age of the NFL where things have been maneuvered to be able to help out these offenses in terms of rules, things of that nature. But you also don't want to have complete reckless abandonment. Something that we talk about in sports betting sometimes is just the juice not being worth the squeeze because I talk a lot about it when it regards to like $3 favorites in baseball. I was chuckling with our good friend, Mark Drumheller in the first hour, the fact that you've got Nate Diaz as like a plus 1,000 underdog in his fight that we're going to be seeing next weekend in the UFC. And there are just some circumstances where it's like, it's not worth it with regards to the risk. Yeah, you should be able to cash in, but if you don't wind up being able to pick up that fourth and one inside your own 40-yard line, I knew your game would have been something, but the amount that you're risking, it is so much more great that you could wind up just completely changing the tide on something that you really don't need to. So I do think that that is something that you do need to balance out. And with the Chargers, I do think that there is something as well as just taking a look at the past with some of these teams as well. You don't want, you don't want to be just in a circumstance in which you wind up pacing it all on the past because a lot of these Chargers players that 
a lot of the roster right now for the LA Chargers. They weren't there like three, four, or five years ago, but you certainly do have a little bit of a culture of a team that it feels like it's been this way with the Chargers for like five, six, I think you're even able to go seven years in which they always feel like they're so close in these games. And every time they're in a one possession game, whether they're up like two points in the final two minutes of a game, whether they're down three, four points in the minute of in the final two minutes of a game, right when you hear the, whatever CBS announcer is doing the game, because typically their games are on CBS, right when they read. And 60 minutes is coming up next everywhere aside from the West Coast. That is the cue for the Chargers to do something completely boneheaded, whether it be throw an interception, whether it be fumble the ball in a spot in which like nobody winds up touching the running back, or if they're on defense, complete blown coverage. Every single time you wind up hearing that red, you probably want to just live bet against the LA Chargers because every single time in these close games, they have not been able to come through. And so much of that winds up coming down to coaching. And I do think that Staley is an upgrade from the past regime, but it's something that wound up costing them last season because if you look at the Chargers in terms of talent and talent alone, and if you think that things can be straight with regards to the coaching, 14-1 to to be able to win the Super Bowl, plus 750 to win the conference, plus 220 to win the division. They all have good value because they've got the talent and the talent alone. I can't bring myself to bet any of it, though, because I have no idea what they're going to be able to get when they wind up getting into that, say, fourth and two, fourth and three inside their own territory, and they decide to go for it just when they don't need to, and instead of being able to get a minimal game, things wind up not being able to go their way, and boom, they wind up putting themselves in a really, really bad spot. So I do think that it's interesting to take a look at the Chargers. It's a case in which Rich wind up getting richer. I absolutely love this roster, but I just can't bring myself to being able to take a look at anything in terms of the futures market with them because I do think that the coaching winds up lingering with them. And I do think that it is always interesting to take a look at coaching across all sports because I mean, it's a big reason why I just couldn't wind up betting and under with the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of their season wins because I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a complete and utter mess. You've got a team in which they might be throwing out their Kenny Pickett. They might be throwing out their someone else. Who knows what's going to be happening with that scenario. You've got Najee Harris, who's been a little bit banged up. And even when he was out there on the field, his yards per carry numbers weren't necessarily so great. They didn't do a great job of being able to address the offensive line. Last offseason, I still feel like they're sort of paying for the sins of losing so many offensive linemen from a few offseasons ago. But I can't bring myself to be able to bet on them for a season win total under because Mike Tomlin is a man that he winds up grinding and grinding and grinding. So I do think that it is always something that does need to be factored in. And we are seeing a lot of movement in terms of the NFL right now. And also when it comes to college football as well, very interesting that we are going to be having the Pittsburgh Panthers wind up taking the field on Thursday as well, because I mentioned Kenny Pickett, he winds up coming over from Pittsburgh. So that is something to certainly take a look at as well. And we're going to be addressing that a little bit more on the other side with Brad Thomas and Scott Reichel. And something that I want to mention a little bit earlier on this show, we are starting to get more and more sports right now because I mentioned it where you're at the top of the hour, the fact that we're going to be touching upon a little bit with regards to tennis. We're going to be touching upon some NFL, which we just did college football, baseball list goes on and on. Just always make sure, a lot of talking about this in our number one, that you don't wind up spreading yourself just a little bit too thin. Wind up focusing on what you really do know best and leave the rest to some of the experts. And I'm someone that I don't wind up betting a lot of tennis, so that's why we're looking to the experts. Brad Thomas, Scott Reichel, they're going to be joining me next right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. It can be for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to dive in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As per usual, please do drink responsibly. Yes, we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to have on a pair of gentlemen that are all psyched up for week one of the college football season. Brad Thomas does a great job over there at NBC Sports Bet. And then we've got Scott Reichel does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Really a pleasure to be joined by both of you gentlemen. And Scott, I'm going to pose this one to you first. In terms of college football week one and in terms of Thursday, is there any game that in particular that really piqued your eye in terms of this card? Because I do think that We've got a lot of really good games that are going down in week one, and I honestly do think that the Thursday slate offers quite a few opportunities as well. Well, there is one game that you'd love if you're a gambler because it's not exactly the most enticing game on TV, but it is New Mexico State against uh, Minnesota, and I actually like the dogs here. I like the 36.5 points with the Aggies. We saw last week, or week zero, whatever you want to call it, uh, the huge underdogs actually did very well in terms of covering, and Minnesota is not exactly known for being a great offensive team, plus New Mexico State already played a game, which I think is going to be a huge advantage. They turned the ball over a bunch. They kind of struggled when it came down to turnovers, but they did switch quarterbacks midway through the game. I thought the backup was a lot better than the starter, so hopefully the offense can look a little bit better. But Minnesota, if you want a crazy stat here, Minnesota scored less than 42 points in regulation in each of its last 25 games, and they're laying 36 and a half. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to automatically score 35. They might score 42, 45, but I do think that you'll end up seeing Mexico State do enough in order to keep this game within five touchdowns. Minnesota, who was third in the entire nation in time of possession, laying more than five touchdowns seems a little bit crazy to me. I'm going to take the points. Yeah, I can't blame you there. And New Mexico State, they do wind up having a game under their belt as well. And Brad, I know you're looking at a little bit of a different game. It is a rivalry matchup between West Virginia, and we've also got Pittsburgh on the slate, obviously. With Pittsburgh, they wind up dealing with quite a few losses. They wind up losing Kenny Pickett and company, and this is a total that has dropped quite a bit. Open up right around 55, 55 and a half, and between 51 and a half to 52 is the number now. And if you're taking a look at the Pittsburgh Panthers, anywhere between about a 7 and a half, maybe a little bit of juice variance, there is where you're finding them. Where do you wind up going with this one? Yeah, I know I've seen a lot of people on Pitt, but I'm actually going to be backing the under. I'm still okay with playing it at 52. One thing that you're going to have to keep in mind with this Pitt game, and especially this Pitt team, is Pat Narduzzi, when Mark Whipple left, Pat Narduzzi wants to get back to running the football. You know, if you look at the splits of Kenny Pickett with Jordan Addison, a lot of the production that came was between the two. And when you have a quarterback wide receiver tandem like that, you kind of have to exploit it. They no longer have that tandem. And, and I'm not saying Kenny Slovis is not good. I mean, uh, Keaton Slovis is not going to be a good quarterback, but they're going to have a new offensive coordinator come in who's going to run the ball a lot. Also, on the other side of the ball, you have a West Virginia team who's getting JT Daniels. They bring in Graham Harrell. I don't think that JT Daniels' marriage is going to go as swimmingly as everyone suggests. 
This pit D is actually still pretty good. Narduzzi has them playing very well. And this is a rivalry game. Regardless if it hasn't been played in a while, these two teams do not like each other. It's not going to be run and gun and just run up and score each other. It's going to be smash mouth football where they play a lot of defense. And that what Pitt does very well. So I'm backing the under at 52 points. And Brad, I'll stick with you on this one as well. Because when it comes to taking a look at these teams in which they wind up having a lot of turnover, because I think we can certainly put Pittsburgh in this category and Really, we are seeing it a lot more with the transfer portal as well. Do you think that there's just a little bit more value in general with unders when you wind up having a bunch of new coaches and you wind up having a bunch of movement in terms of quarterbacks, which we certainly have in this matchup? Yeah, when you have these prolific quarterbacks, and especially the offensive coordinators who love to toss the rock, you have to start looking at unders and team totals unders because as in a perfect world, everyone would love a quarterback or a wide receiver that's just a kind of a plug-and-play but there's so much harmony that needs to be built that just not built in the offseason. It's built through actual game time when you're playing against an actual opponent. And so if you look at these unders, you're going to see that there's going to be a lot of underperforming teams. It kind of goes to uh, what my compadre said over here. Where teams just don't score as much as they do early in the season. If they do, it's going to be a team who has a lot of returning production and they've been playing together for a while. I do think that that's an interesting way to be able to take a look at it. And I do agree with you. I do think that there's a little bit more value on unders this time of year as well. And when it comes to just taking a look at these week one games, Scott, is this a time in which you're able to find a little bit more value because there are, because things have not necessarily been built in because you do have a little bit of a track record with more of these guys who have went through the transfer portal, like a Caden Slovis, like we were talking about JT Daniels. You're able to go down the list. Spencer Radler, who's going to be making his debut with South Carolina. Or do you think that because you wind up having a lot of the, shall we say, same faces in new places, that that actually winds up throwing things off a little bit more, and this might be a good time to hold off? I think people still underestimate how much time it actually takes to fully perfect joining a new system. And they join a bunch of different new programs. For example, you had Doge, the quarterback from West Virginia, who transferred to about, I don't know, seven different teams during the offseason. But the point is, I do think it takes a little bit of at least growing pains before they fully, fully see eye to eye with the coach and the system. So I think we saw it in week zero. We saw a lot of teams laying huge numbers, and they either came out flat or looked a little bit rusty or just not sharp in general. And I do think if you want to keep targeting big underdogs, it's a decent spot early in the season because you might have a lot of returning production. You might have a quarterback who's been around for a while in the system. But just assuming that these brand new transfers are going to hit the ground running in a new system, I think is kind of just not as common as people think it actually is. Yep, I do think that that is just so true because you do wind up having a lot of turnover and you do wind up having just a lot of moving parts. This is not one of these cases where you've got only five men out there on the court in basketball where you wind up having now, and I air quotes here, athletes in general and positionless basketball. Well, trying to have a positionless offensive lineman would not necessarily go so great. So we are going to be steering clear of that. And Brad, I do think that it is interesting because we're taking a look at so many moving parts. We're talking about guys moving in the transfer portal. I know that one of the games that you're going to be taking a look at for Saturday is a team in which they're really running it back from last season. They wind up having a lot of success from last season. That'd be Utah. They're in the road. They're going up against Florida. Right now, I'm seeing Utah anywhere between about a two to two and a half point favorite. This line has moved a little bit, but where do you stand on this one? Because I know that we were talking about a lot of turnover, and I think that you're looking at a team with a lot more stability. Yeah, Utah has the stability in this game. I'm backing the Utes. I think this is a legitimate playoff contending team. I have Utah finishing in my top four at the end of the season. And this is one of the games that Kyle Winningham knows if he wants to be a playoff contender and a legitimate national champion, he will have to go down to the swamp and beat the Gators. The Gators are going to start Anthony Richardson. I do think they're going to be better offensively. The question is, how do they stop a, a wide receiver core that has five of their six returning production? This defense has a lot of work under Billy Napier. And I don't think that a game with a the Pac-12 defending champions is something that they kind of signed up for. This Utah team is serious, even defensively, despite allowing, what, 45, 48 points in the Rolls Bowl. They were one of the best defenses in the country, only allowing somewhere close to 22 points per game. They return a lot of that production back. They return Tavion Thomas 
it's going to be a good environment for the Gators for them to kickstart their season. But it's going to be really important that Utah comes out strong. I think I have this still a little bit close in my margins around a four-point game, but it's inside that conference window that I like, and I'm back in the Utes. And plus, as we know, three, a pretty critical number. I know that critical numbers don't hold as much weight in college football as they do in the NFL, but still, I think that it's pretty darn critical in this spot as well. And then, Scott, I know that you're taking a look at a game that just wanted coming into one of those critical numbers as well. You're taking a look at the Cincinnati versus Arkansas game. Arkansas opens up right around about a 7.5-point favorite. Now we're seeing them as more like a 6.5 to a 6-point favorite with the total sitting right around a 52. What are you taking a look at here? Because we know that with Arkansas and Cincinnati, both surprising seasons last year. Arkansas brings back quite a few, quite a bit. Cincinnati, they're going to be in a little bit of rebuild mode after they wound up losing so many guys, including their starting quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I'm looking at Arkansas here. You cross the key number of seven, but you have Arkansas at home. We know how crazy the Hog Nation's going to be for the opener. But Cincinnati, you mentioned the guys that they lost, but to go through everybody, Ritter's one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. Ford's one of the best running backs they ever had. Pierce, a good receiver. Gardner's probably the best corner they've ever had. They also lost Bryant, who was their second best corner. It's one thing if you're Bama or Clemson, you can just replace a lot of your great players with other five-star recruits. It's an issue for group of five schools to fully retool as quickly as possible. I'm not picking Cincinnati to go from a playoff team that lost a bunch of its best pieces to suddenly keeping it within a touchdown against an SEC team on the road. I think Arkansas win this, wins this game by at least a touchdown. A lot of returning talent. They have the home crowd behind them. I think Cincinnati keeps it close for a bit. Probably loses by, I don't know, 10 to 14. Yep, and with Cincinnati, this is by far going to be their toughest game of the year as yep. well. So that's worth noting. And what's worth noting coming up next, we're going to be hitting upon something, shall we say, underserved sports. We're going to be hitting a little EPL and tennis next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with primetime matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 years or older terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VCNN. We're being rejoined by Brian Thomas. He does absolutely amazing work over there at NBC Sports Edge. And then Scott Reichel does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we called this the underserved sports sort of segment here. And how about if we wind up taking a look at what we're going to be getting out there in the EPL as I know that, Brad, you're taking a look at this Man U versus Leicester City game that we're going to be getting on Thursday. Right now, Man U finding themselves right around about a plus 105 and you're going to be finding, if you're a little bit newer to soccer betting, you're going to be finding plus money on both teams, and then you're going to be finding plus money on the draw because you wind up having a three-way line on this one. But, Brad, how are you taking a look at this one? And uh, Even the books suggesting that Manchester United, even on a neutral field, would be about a goal and a half better than, um, than Leicester City, and I'm going to agree. So Casemiro came over from Real Madrid, and he's likely going to play which will give them stability in the defensive midfield. Even without that, it, you could kind of see that it took a little time for this team to kind of adapt under Ten Hag, where they started out a little disjointed. Um, they weren't making the runs they were supposed to. They weren't controlling the midfield. And now through two games after that, they look like the much better side. And I'm definitely fading this Leicester City side. They already lost Fafana. Fafana's out going to Chelsea. They're already, Jamie Madison, their best creative player is going to be out due to injury. I don't think that Evans is a good defender when he logs a ton of miles in a game. It's just they're up against the grindstone, regardless if they're playing at King Power Stadium or not. United are the better team, and they're playing a little bit more together. And the best benefit for United is it seems like the Cristiano Ronaldo drama is finally over. The distraction is done. I even saw some players say that it's a little bit more joyous in the training grounds knowing that Ronaldo is not going to be an impact. They're not going to worry, is he there? Is he coming? Is he staying? Is he going? And also they added IX star Anthony, who makes 
this attack so fluid. He is the kind of striker who can go down the line or he can cut in the inside. It's going to give Leicester City problems, a team who already struggles defensively. At the plus 105 price, it's still very good. It's good enough to play. If you want to get a little funky with it, you can bet Manchester United to win in under four and a half goals because Manchester United have shored up their defense. I don't think Leicester City score more than twice. Yeah, more than once, excuse me. And we're seeing a total right around three with a little bit of juice on the under as well. And then, Scott, I know you're looking a little bit more in terms of the EPL for what we're going to be getting on Saturday. I know that there's a pair of teams that you're taking a look at. Share with me both of them because I think that you're looking at a little bit of a chalkier favorite. And then I think the things wind up getting a little bit more tame after Liverpool. Yeah, I'm looking at a two-pick parlay. The first one's going to be Liverpool on the three-way money line against Everton. It's mostly a fate of Everton. You're looking at how they did last year. They barely escaped a relegation. They're one of the worst teams in the entire league once again this year. The results this year, they drew against the Leeds, drew against Brentford, ended up drawing against Nottingham Forest, who might be a bottom two team in the entire league. Lost to Aston Villa, lost to Chelsea. Liverpool had a nice win there in the last minute against Newcastle. They beat Bournemouth 9-0. I think Liverpool just has too much firepower, and I think they'll win that game probably like 2-0, something like that. But I'm going to parlay that with Man City. Man City is the best team in the league. I don't think it's very close. I know Arsenal's technically in first place or atop the table, but Man City's so talented. Back-to-back hat-tricks for Holland. Aston V has been a disaster so far this season, and I do think Liverpool and Man City just have too many weapons offensively for Everton and Aston V's defense to, I'd say, deal with. But I'm going to go with the two-pick money uh, line parlay there, and that pays out of minus 110. And Brad, I know that you were taking a little bit more of a look at the Thursday match between Man U and Leicester City. Anything that you wound up having for Saturday as well? You know, Saturday's going to be interesting. I think you want to kind of get down on both teams to score in Leeds versus Brentford. Both teams are going to play an open style pace, and I think you're going to get a little bit of a better price because uh, Rodrigo for Leeds is actually out. But Brentford, uh, the Bees, just find a way to keep scoring goals. They've scored six in open play. They've scored three from set pieces. They are one of the best set pieces, set piece teams in the league in this lead side. No knock on them yet. They're still not very tactically sound, and they give up a lot of dead ball situations. I know that's something Jesse Marsh wants to improve, but they're just quite not at that level. They have a lot of young players like Brennan Aronson, Tyler Adams, who still commit fouls, and they play still very aggressive. So both teams will find the back of the net in that game. That's probably my best we can bet for you. I think it's going to be interesting to see what winds up happening on Saturday as we are finding a whole bunch of big giant favorites on the board on that one. And then uh, we were joking a little bit off air that we were having this be the college football panel in the first segment. And this should be the potpourri panel here in segment number two, which I do think that that should be coined. I believe that it was you, Scott, that wanted coming up with the name and you could get all copyright of that if we wind up selling like potpourri shirts or something like that, I will certainly be thinking that we could wind up making a little bit of money there. But with that said, I do think that it's interesting to see what's happening out there in New York for the U.S. Open. And I know you've got a little bit of a play that we'll get to in a minute, Scott. But with that said, taking a look at Serena Williams to be able to perhaps win the U.S. Open at 12-1, to do you think that there's any value here? Or do you think that just the public falling a little bit too much in love with the storyline in general of Serena? I think that Serena should be closer still to about 20 to one. In my opinion, I get that she just beat the number two ranked player and that she's having a great run, but I'm at least going to acknowledge the obvious cliche winning grand slam tournaments. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And Serena is definitely older and she has not been playing that well leading up to the U S open. I'm concerned about her legs holding up over the course of, of the rest of this tournament. It's a great win. But I kind of equate it to the Connors run in the 90s. I think you're going to see her lose potentially in the quarters of the semis. I'm not picking her to win. I do like a bigger long shot, though, to potentially win it on the women's side. I like Andrescu at 16 to 1. I think that's a very good price. She ended up beating Haddad Maya in straight sets yesterday. She's won this tournament before. I would rather take the 16 to 1 on Andrescu than the 12 to 1 on Serena, in my opinion. Yep, I don't blame you there. I'm Brad. When it comes to storylines like this, because. I'll tell you right now, I don't need to take a look at the budding splits to know that probably the most heavily bet person in terms of this field right now in women's tennis is Serena Williams. If there's someone else, please do let me know because I will be in total shock. But when it comes to something like this, 
for one, just gauging Serena in general, do you put any stock into her being 12 to 1? And do you think there's any value in two? When you do wind up seeing a big storyline like this, is it ever a good time to wind up being able to back someone like a Serena Williams that's picking up momentum and gaining a lot of national attention? Or is this a good time to be able to zag and maybe take a look at just someone else in general? Whenever you have big storylines in, in sports betting, you know, you always want to be the first person to market. If I remember correctly, I saw a price sitting around on Serena Williams that was 50 to 1. That's when you got to know that these storylines are coming. It happens in every single sport. And I'll give the best example. Matt Fitzpatrick playing at the U.S. Open where he was about 50 to 1, some places 65 to 1. The storylines will tell you who do you need to target early. I don't know if there would be a tremendous value in betting Serena Williams that early, but at least her winning this top five matchup. I saw all over. I hosted a show for NBC Sports where one of our one of our uh, analysts was like, "You got to back uh, Serena to lose in straight sets." There could have been value in, in Serena winning that, and, and I think you have to pay attention to the storylines. But if you're a sports better and you want to be a profitable sports better over time, you really have to get into market early. If you don't get into market early, then you're just kind of killing your value. There's a big difference in losing a bet that's fifteen to one than losing a bet that's fifty to one. I do agree with you there. And then I know that, Scott, you've got a little bit of a play that is going to be going off on Thursday in terms of the men's side of things, in terms of the U.S. Open. Take me through this one. Yeah, so it's going to be in a matchup between Chorich and Brooksby. I'm going to go with Brooksby on the money line at minus 125. Chorich had a very nice run at Cincinnati. He had a bunch of injuries before that. Now he did go five sets in the first round. So I do question the overall fitness. Brooksby, on the other hand, played two and a half sets because his opponent ended up uh, retiring in the middle of the third. Brooksby is one of the worst people you could face when you're fatigued because all he does is keep the ball in play. And I do think that George might have some moments. I still love how he's returned and how he's been playing recently. But I really question the legs after a five set miraculous come from behind win there while your opponent played two and a half sets. And Brooksby is the American. So I think he's going to have the crowd in his corner. Is not the same as Serena. I mean, Serena's crowd was absolutely nuts at Arthur Ashe yesterday. But still, I like back in the American at a short price against a somewhat injury-prone player who has not played many five-set matches recently. And you're getting minus 125. I think that's a pretty solid deal. Yeah, to your point, I don't think that anyone in the history of tennis is ever going to have a big giant ceremony after winning a first-round match like Serena wound up having a couple of days ago. But that said, certainly the crowd... Support is going to be there, and you guys were able to support me on the show tonight. Really appreciate both of you gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us for the College Football Slash Potpourri panel. <laughs> oh, man, as it was great to be able to get Brian Thomas on along with Scott Reichel. They do absolutely amazing work. And coming up next, we round things out by taking a look at what we're going to be getting on the baseball betting board for Thursday right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and better so, this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and we've got you set for the upcoming season with both a pro football and a college football betting guide. And only VSIN subscribers get both comprehensive guides and get all the tools to prepare for both the college and the pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats, power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early, and for a discounted rate of $175, you'll receive both guides and Full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or for just $40 a month, you get to see everything that VSIN has to offer and up your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And coming up after myself at 4 a.m. Pacific Time, 7 a.m. Eastern, it is going to be Follow the Money. Guys have a loaded show. Brad Powers does an amazing job taking a look at the game of college football. He is going to be joining them on what is going to be day number one of week number one of college football. They're going to be joined by Reese Davis as well. That's a guy that you're going to be seeing on a whole lot of Saturdays. Does great work over there at ESPN. And then our very own Mike Pritchard. Now he is our senior NFL analyst. He's going to be joining them. Paul Charchian does a great job getting you set for fantasy football. He is going to be joining them as well. So we've got you guys covered there. And then I really don't have as much in terms of college football. I will leave it to them. But I do have this for you guys, and we've got all sorts of these pro tips for you guys. Every single show, they've got them. You're able to sort these by sport, by show as well. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for that. But for the Penn State versus the Purdue game, be cautious of some of these favorites that we do wind up finding in week zero and week one for one. It's still really weird that we wind up having conference games in week zero slash week one. But with that said, games involving two conference opponents in week zero slash week one, they have been struggling a little bit. They're 9-9 nine nine straight up and 7-11 against the spread. We want to see the calamity that wound up happening out there in Ireland a couple days ago. So take caution when it comes to taking a look at some of these favorites. And you're finding Penn State right now, 3.5 point favorite on the road against the Purdue Boilermakers. And that was a game that was very eventful last year as well. So do take caution with that. And a little bit more of my specialty here on this Thursday. Going to be taking a look at the game of baseball. We wound up having a great roundtable discussion about just what we're seeing in general in our number two. And this is a game that I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation as we do wind up going to the top of the betting board, 951-952 on the betting board. It is the LA Dodgers. They're on the road. They're facing off against the New York Metropolitans with Chris Bassett going for the Mets and Clayton Kershaw on the bump for the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, they're between about a minus 135 to a minus 140 favorite. Between plus 120 and plus 130 is your number on the Mets with the total at a 7.5. We're finding the juice a little bit on the under end. I do like the over in this spot. I'll talk about that in a minute because first things first, what I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation is the Mets money line. I want to have a complete flipper Rooney. I think that the Mets should be the favorite in this spot. And a big reason why is because of what I want to talking about with regards to my pro tip and our number two. These guys that are coming in off the injured list, these are guys that typically when they don't wind up rehabbing a lot and playing Kershaw, he did not wind up having a single rehab stint at a minor league level. They typically wind up coming out a little bit shaky, and it sounded like Clayton Kershaw was in great form to start with. He went 13 and two-thirds innings in his three starts post-All-Star break, giving up 11 runs. few of them were unearned, but he was in far from great form going into that, and now he winds up coming in off the injured list after he was dealing with, of all things, a back injury, and 
You don't want to be messing with back injuries. I don't care if you're Clayton Kershaw. I don't care if you're Joe sitting on the couch who's an accountant. Back injuries stink, and those can linger for a very, very long time, and you want to be extra cautious with those. Meanwhile, Chris Bassett, from what I know, he does not wind up having a back issue coming into this one, and he has been a workhorse, going at least six innings in 10 out of his last 11 starts, and this guy has been lights out ever since the All-Star break. He's allowed two runs or fewer in seven out of his last nine starts. Over his last five starts, he's got right around a buck 62 ERA. He's been able to do a great job of being able to keep the ball in the yard, and his ERA at home more than a full point lower than it is on the road. There is not a lot to not like with Chris Bassett, including the Mets record when he winds up going for them. The team is 18-6 and six in his 24 starts this season and 6-0 and oh in his last six. Meanwhile, you've got an L.A. Dodgers team that, to their credit, They've got a very good bullpen. As a matter of fact, it's number one in the National League. And overall, they've got the best ERA on the road of any team in baseball. I believe that there isn't a single other team that has a sub-3 ERA on the road. As you've been able to have quite a few guys be able to step up for this team. Alex Vizia, David Price, Caleb Ferguson. Throw in there as well. Evan Phillips. All these guys have been able to deliver a sub-2-7 ERA. But the issue that you got with the Dodgers in terms of that bullpen is you wind up having a 1-2 run lead late. And that might not be the world's greatest scenario because then you wind up getting Craig Kimbrell and Craig Kimbrell has been the biggest albatross for this LA Dodgers team all season long. Meanwhile, for the Mets, one of the biggest issues that you've had with this team this season is a bridge to be able to get to Edwin Diaz. And do note that Edwin Diaz, he did wind up pitching on Wednesday, so that might wind up knocking him out of this one and actually wind up having Mr. Timmy Trumpet playing for him as well. That was a very nice treat for all of us that were taking a look at that one, especially if you were on the New York Mets money line. But when it comes to that bridge, to be able to get to Edwin Diaz, Seth Lugo has been much better. He's overall for the year, got a little bit over a 3 ERA, but if you look at him post-All-Star break, has been a sub-250. He's been around in a good form. Tommy Hunter, Adam Adovino, both of these guys, giving you a sub-275 ERA as well. And when it comes to Pete Alonso, he's been able to do a terrific job all season long with this team, north of 30 home runs, north of 100 RBI. So he has been able to get things going in that aspect as well. And then you take a look at what you've been able to get out of Sterling Marte recently. He wound up having the big home run for the team on Wednesday. He's been able to right around 290. He's starting to have his power numbers go up. He's got 15 home runs. Francisco Lindor has been able to do a great job of moving the line. And he himself has been able to do a great job being able to slug out over 20 home runs this season. Flip side for the LA Dodgers. I mean, let's call it what it is. This is a very, very good lineup with Mookie Betts at the top of it. North of 30 home runs. And right now, I think he deserves more love in terms of the MVP market. He has been that good. I recognize the season that Paul Goldschmidt is putting together. But, I mean, for a leadoff man to have north of 30 home runs, for him to be hitting the way that he does, all the stuff that he winds up doing when he's out there in the field as well, he is one of the best in regards to being able to manage his position as well. That is just absolutely tremendous for this team. And then you take a look past that, and you do wind up having Trey Turner along with Freddie Freeman being able to above 300 for this team, and that is going to be able to help them out as well. As these two gentlemen, you're able to throw in there Will Smith. You're even able to throw in their guys like Joey Gallo, Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger. These guys have between 15 and 19 home runs, but with Gallo, Bellinger, you're able to throw in there Austin Barnes along with Max Muncie. These are guys that are hitting a 215 or lower, so that is going to be a little bit of an issue for this LA Dodgers team as well. I certainly do think that the Mets, in terms of a normal circumstance, I would be looking at the Dodgers a little bit more. Dodgers have been able to have just an amazing season thus far. You don't wind up putting 90 games before the month of September on accident, that is for sure, but I do think that the Mets, they wind up having the edge in terms of the pitching matchup. I like the way that their bullpen has been able to come along as well, so my DK Nation write-up is going to be centered around the Mets' money line, and on top of that, I do like the over. I mentioned all those guys that will be able to slug it out for the Dodgers. Now, it is a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in New York, but I still do think that both of these teams are going to be able to manufacture some runs, so I do like this total over, and I'm going to be taking a look at, with regards to my write-up for DK Nation, the New York Mets, and then how about if we wind up hitting upon a game that I have not hit on, and we're going to make this very brief because this is a game in which it's involving one of the biggest money lines that we're going to see all season long. 9.53, 9.54, the Colorado Rockies are on the road facing off against the Atlanta Braves. Spencer Strider is going to be going for the Braves, and Chad Cool's on the bump for the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies are anywhere between about a plus $3 to a plus $3.30 underdog. Meanwhile, with the Braves, you're finding them as low. And if you really want to bet the Braves here, you're finding pretty much a DraftKings low number here at a minus 365. The high watermark I'm finding is north of minus $4 with your total in eight. This is one of these cases in which, once again, you're betting numbers and you're not betting teams. 
Should the Colorado Rockies be a favorite? No, no question about it. It's been a rough year for Chad Cool. He's got north of a five ERA. The walks issue has been there for him. It's been not necessarily the world's greatest scenario there, but once again, we've already seen the Atlanta Braves in this series as a $3 favorite not be able to get the job done. The Colorado Rockies, as a matter of fact, over the last seven days, they've been able to get it done twice as north of a plus 250 underdog. The pitching has actually been relatively solid for them. I know that this was treat- tweeted out by one of my good friends, Jared Smith. He does a great job over there at PicksWise. He wanted tweeting out, and this was before we wound up seeing the Braves versus Rockies game for Wednesday wind up going final. So this wind winds up going up a little bit, but MLB favorites going into Wednesday of minus $3 or greater. They were 26 and 13, 66.7%. If you wind up tweeting that out as your record for the season on hashtag gambling Twitter, that's relatively solid. But if you're a $100 better and you have wound up laying the money line in every one of these instances at 26 and 13, guess what you'd be down? $2,115. If you're winding up laying to be able to win $100, I should say. But, I mean, man, there is just no money to be had with these big, giant money lines. If you really like the Braves, find a way to reduce the juice. Take, like, Spencer Strider to be able to record a win, something like that. Do not take this Braves money line. But what you do want to take a gander at, VEASAN. Because follow the money. That comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.